somebody should nuke Silicon Valley. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. world Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Junk, junk, junk. Welcome junk. to episode number 38 of Planet Rage. Are you ready? Are you are you 38 special? You should, you should have had a ricochet sounder for this. Darren. Oh, that's Pew. true. We're missing out on the gun sound. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's a, yeah, I mean, a 38 is pretty good. I mean, it's not a little 22, which doesn't that's have a much. Good, listen, that'll stop you. That's a very underrated round. A 38 gets the job done. Really that, does. <laughs> gee, we need that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, <laughs> 38 gets the job done. Well, that's why we had yes, that uh, like Southern rock you know group back in the 80s and 90s. 38 special. Hold on loosely. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought it was a good tune. Some people may it disagree. Was. But I don't uh, care what other people think. I only care what we think. That's right. It's mostly what I think. Well, even better. <laughs> even better. In Chicago this weekend, 28 shot four fatally. So down from okay. the last one and i care what you think yeah. see this is what i realized yesterday i mean it, it didn't take a genius to figure this one out but i've done different shows with different people and i think the reason you know this show kind of slowly ramped up was i was used to podcasting and doing shows with ryan bemrose and gene nevtuliev right. right. both which are self-proclaimed assholes so it's a lot easier to, to have that back and forth because those are the kind of guys that I'm very much willing to be like, oh, fuck you, Ryan, or fuck you, Gene. But with you, it's like it's different. It is. I like oh. you too much. See, I mean, that's the problem. Oh, uh, well, I like <laughs> you too, but that's okay. We're here to hate others. Right. <laughs> exactly. And we yeah. did a live grumpy old Ben's yesterday after no agenda. Oh, oh boy. Which that was uh, the whole thing was worthwhile and it's the cold open of the show mm-hmm. was the reaction from adam curry and john c dvorak who had the live read of hey coming up next on the no agenda stream grumpy old ben's the, the 2022 reunion tour darren wait a minute it was you and ryan yeah. i missed that yeah oh and shit the minute adam curry said it john c dvorak went oh my god wow <laughs> like, how okay. cool how was the show? I was on the road. Was it fun? Was it cool? Was it exciting? What? Tell yeah, me that's about the it. beauty there is that it's never like, uh, you know, it wasn't like we took 10 months off. It was just the same show and the timing's cool. always there. And uh, mm-hmm. it just came about. It was a, uh, I mean, really no prep kind of a thing on yeah. uh, Thursday after no agenda. You know, there was some comment or something about, you know, with a, he was asking us, remember, if we wanted to go live. Yes. And I'm like, it's yes. hard. There's so much. It's a long day for me. And yeah. I'm like, really, what the show needs is a live grumpy old Ben's after no agenda. Yeah. And Ryan's like, well, there's no show on Sunday. 
Oh, so they're the like, big okay, reboot. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I don't know how often we'll do it if it'll be a one off or not, but I thought it was good to at least uh, to get back and have a little bit of fun. And he said the thing he is most jealous of is that I get to do a show with you. So, I mean, there is a uh, <laughs> there is a tirade. I'm like, you know, we'll have to have him on Planet Rage because he gets angry. Yeah. Absolutely. Love to have him on. It would be fun. <laughs> I'm glad you guys made a great combo. It's good that uh, you did this and you should make it a regular thing again. And it was, show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we are now part of the podcasting uh, 2.0 thing here at Planet Rage. We uh, if you're using CurioCaster, some of the various other programs, if you're subscribed to the show, it will now yeah. pop up and let you know when we're live, which also means you can boost us live, send boostergrams live. You can do all the sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, damn, I got to get in on this. I'm so far behind the curve. I, I know we myself. need to get yeah. you your own, uh, Satoshi wallet, which you can set up for free yeah. on different services. But that was the beautiful part yesterday with Ryan. Yeah. I mean, the accounting is very easy when people mm-hmm. send in the boost and boostergrams because the system automatically splits it rather than it right. going to one person and then having to do the accounting. So that is a beautiful part of that. Yeah. So we can nice. now take boostograms, which we'll go through and we'll read at the time of the donations. I know with uh, Ryan, we were kind of reading them as the show went on. And maybe, you know, if there's a really mm-hmm. good comment that comes in, I'll keep an eye on yeah. that. Uh, it worked well for the rock and roll pre-show because I have a new system now, which is if you really hate the song that's being played, a right. 33,000 um sat no maybe it's a little more whatever the set whatever the um ten dollars which maybe it was thirty three thousand that's basically Mm -hmm. ten bucks if you really want the song to stop thirty three thousand donation with stop and and that song will go bye-bye oh so now you're in the extortion business yes well see it's the opposite of payola yeah instead of pay to play (laughs) this is pay to stop which is uh which is also good and uh whatever works that's the yeah. beauty of all this stuff. But, you know, there's uh, no lack of things to talk about. I mean, I think we beat the gun stuff pretty much into the ground last time. And it's, yes. it's just a, a topic that's never going to go anywhere because both sides have such different viewpoints on it. There was a story we hit on briefly on Grumpy Old Benz yesterday about a company that was going to manufacture drones that had tasers in them. Mm. And, you know, people get all upset about this because they're like, well, that could then be used against black and brown people. It's like it could be used against anybody. I don't know how all of these things are always pointed to. Sure. You're going to use it against certain people. It's like, no, it could be used against anybody. But to me, this knee jerk reaction was like the reality being if I understand any technology can be misused and I understand that there's the possibility that a device like a flying taser could accidentally hit the wrong person, whatever. I get all of that, Hmm. but we're living in a world where there are active shooters with guns. And this to me would seem to be a less lethal way of dealing with that. Well, I saw a video at least a year, probably like two years ago with a guy that had, it looked like a, I don't know, it was some semi-auto, it might have been a Glock or something, I couldn't tell, it was moving pretty fast, but he, he had it hooked up to a drone, 
And it was boom, 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 banging over. So he did, dumped a, did a mag dump, you know, just, just flying along. I like that a lot better. Why, why be kind to an active shooter? Just fucking kill him. Well, now these, I think this would be great for having one of these in every school classroom, which means if a you know shooter comes in, <laughs> automatically you have the ability and it can be yeah. controlled from a singular area. It doesn't even have to be in the school. You could have, you know, security that is watching. Yeah, no. And if something happens in any of these areas, you can take them down. We saw the big problem with the uh, Texas deal where the police didn't want to go in. Well, having a drone that you could activate in the school or in this classroom would seem to be a really good idea. I mean, again, if it's misused and somebody else takes it over, you know, I get it can go poorly, but it's like, I would think that would be a, a good measure. With all the, you know, the guys that want to do that shit, then it'll just switch from ARs to shotguns and go in there with maybe nine shot and take down you know, the, and, uh, uh, take down the take drone down the fucking, I mean, that. It's a drone killer. So, boom, then and get back to work with the other piece. You need multiple. You need like a swarm of drones yeah. coming at them you from all to... areas. Exactly. Nothing yeah. really beats, though, a trained armed security guard. And there are a lot of with ex-military. With, right. Don't forget the with balls, the with balls part. That's right. The most, Which I that's think most critical element. I think most ex-military would qualify because they've seen a lot I would worse think so. than, uh, than yes. one guy coming in. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you think about who is making up the the, uh, you know, staffing most police departments, uh, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years. They were guys coming out of Vietnam. You know, those guys are carrying flamethrowers and crawling into mole holes and taking, you know, it's like they, they come on a scene like that. What? There's a fucking kid in it, an 18 year old, one kid yeah, one standing kid. around here. Are you fucking high? I mean, they've seen the real deal. It's nobody like that anymore. Yeah, one guy with an AR-15, right. they're like, yeah, no problem. I'll just, yeah. I'll go, I'll, I'll, yeah. take, I'll yeah, go take care you. of that and go have lunch. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. Yes. But so. We need more of that. I mean, we need more of we people do. that are willing to stand up and yeah. and protect and serve, which is what the police are supposed to do. Well, let's say, you know, back to the only real fix for America will be some hellacious uh, ground war where you, you know, like that old, was it uh, easy times make uh, weak men, hard times make uh, strong men. And so, you know, that's really what it gets back to. It's like, that is the alternative. So that, you know, that's where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll bend a little bit and be like, well, the taser drones seem like a good idea because they're less lethal. So even if it accidentally hits somebody else, well, then you're not killing them. I know CSB. Mm talked to like somebody that gets uh, tased could die of a heart issue i get that but less likely than getting hit by a bullet and dying you know so it's again you have to take everything and you have to have the balancing act you have to weigh everything and it's not a perfect world which is why all of these people every time there is something like a school shooting that are like do something it's like but you don't want us to do the rational thing that would work. You're asking for the impossible. That's never going to work. So that's never going to protect the next group of kids. Yeah. And that's well, what they say, don't get. Yeah. But they'll, they always come back and say, well, they worked in New Zealand. They worked in Australia. You know. Yeah. Very much smaller countries. Sure. Like the UK. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the size of like Indiana. It didn't work. I don't know what the gun policy in Nigeria is, but how about that fucking horror show there? 50 people taken out. Was it in a church? I think. 
Yeah, wow. well, there's a lot of violence in in the world. It's not just this concept yes. that like the United States is the uh, is yeah. the center of violence in the world. Not even close. Not even close. No. And what they consider mass shootings and the way it is just all uh, twisted up to meet a political means is just kind of sickening because what everybody should be concerned about is protecting the children and protecting, you know, especially when it comes to schools, but protecting the people who can't protect themselves. Right. And I don't know if you can protect yourself and you have a gun. You can do mm-hmm. a lot of good in the world. It's keeping the guns out of the hands of the insane people. And you're never going to be able to keep it out of all criminals hands right? because people that want to commit crimes just like, oh, well, everybody turn in your guns. OK, who do you think's not going to turn in their guns? The criminals. <laughs> I know it's nice to say, but uh, not so much. Yeah. I do have a clip and this one oh, was good. beautiful because it is. Uh, the concept of every show I do, which is let the listeners do most of the work. When that works out, it's really great because this clip was sent to me by Rhett, you know, Rhett, Loretta Vandenberg. Rhett, of course I know. We love Rhett. Also Rhett's sent in a cool. donation. So this is basically just like Rhett's show right here. And cool. she linked me and I'll put this in the show notes. A guy on Twitter. The only problem, it, it was cleaned up a little bit when I ran it through a filter mm-hmm. to get rid of some environmental noise. This right. wasn't one long rant. This was like 50, 10 second blurbs put together, which I don't mm. know what the millennials like to do this when they <laughs> the, edit the millennials. Yes. It's, well, it's that age. <laughs> That's mainly. such a funny face. The millennials. <laughs> it's that then age. They say the boomers. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're older. <laughs> like, stop doing that. Uh, but they seem to like to do because that. The the girl that we had, uh, the Brienne that was the delivery driver, yes. and she did the same thing. It was you could tell that there was just like cut after cut after cut when sure. and it kind of makes the audio a little bit choppy. The video is even worse. But yeah. I think this guy, it's three minutes. Stop me at any time. But I think this guy, as uh, Rhett said in her notes that I don't know this man, but this is a spot on commentary about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, I wish there was a strident, profane, laden, apocalyptic rant, but it's not. But it's still OK. I mean, it's the slow burn kind of cool. rant. But anytime, just, just right. yell. Right is full of cowards, right. but the left is just full of sick people. People will go at great lengths to politicize and weaponize a tragedy. I want to address the leftists out there that think this is a gun problem. We've had guns here since the dawn of time, but only in the last 20 years have we had mass shootings. Every single year, it gets more difficult to get a rifle, but every single year we see more mass shootings. But please explain to me how this is a gun problem and not a mental health problem. And you sick bastards, the one that say, how many children need to die before you give up your Second Amendment? All of them. Is that what you want to hear? Is that the sound clip you're looking for so you can dunk on the right wingers? Nobody's out to solve problems anymore. It's all about dunking on the political opposition. To the right wingers out there saying maybe it is time for gun control. Here's a PSA for everybody that doesn't seem to quite understand the purpose of the Second Amendment. Second Amendment's not for hunting. It's not for the range. It's not for self-defense. Second Amendment is leverage against your government. It's a dead man switch. Purpose of the Second Amendment is to live free or die. To the lefties, oh, you think you stand a chance against the military? No, I don't. I'm not stupid. Push came to shove. An AR-15 is nothing compared to an F-35. If it Stop. Really came- he was right up until his last 15 seconds. Which part? 
about, uh, you know, is your AR-15, can you take on the military? And I would, I would direct him to Afghanistan, Iraq, anywhere where these ground wars, you know, unless you're willing to nuke everybody, right. unless you're doing the scorched earth thing. Yeah, look, look at what they fucking did to us for decades. Okay, just guys, house to house, whatever. It's effective as fuck for urban, <clears throat> urban warfare. Yeah. And you know what? They know that. They know that in Washington. That's why they want the guns gone as well. Right. I mean, they, they have, like you said, I think you would uh, reference a plane and it's like, yeah, I mean, if the government really wants to drop a bomb on your neighborhood, yeah, you can't fight them. But you're absolutely right. If it is one on one troops in the streets, then yeah, yeah the guns are quite fucked. effective. They lose. They lose. But it'll never come to that. No, you would certainly hope not. But no. that is the thing that is keeping the Second Amendment from just being uh, railroaded right on over is the fact that so many people have guns that they know they can't just come in and take them right you can keep saying oh do something get do take care of these guns and i mean i was gonna clip idiot biden but then i'm like you know i can only handle so much joey and it's the same thing yeah over and over and it's repeating the same stupid stuff which mm. is oh nobody needs to have you know these high caliber weapons so right. it's like this is a new a new bit to yes. where they're going and this again just well, kind of it, it shows yeah, these are the, the magic whole, nine these are the magic nine millimeters that surgically remove lungs and right. create bowling ball sized exit wounds yeah I right know, yeah. and it's it's the <laughs> nudging again which is oh nobody nobody needs right. to have an assault rifle is now going to be like well nobody needs a nine millimeter shouldn't everybody just be happy oh, with sure. a 22 and then well, what happens once you get that? This is the problem with the England happens. You don't need right. that knife. You don't need that knife, mate. Put that knife away. Give uh-huh. us that knife. Right. The stair yeah. stepping your, concept. Cut your chicken with, a fu- with your fingers. Use yes. your fingers from now on. Yeah, you can't buy more than one knife at a time. You, know, you yeah. can't have a big knife. No, this is all, uh, this is all yeah. very bad. Because violence yes. never goes away. So yeah. I But retards it. think it does. Yeah, that's magic. It makes it a magic it's utopia. Magic. Yes. And I don't know how, because if you look around and see what happens in areas, I mean, in the UK, a lot of knife issues. I mean, throughout COVID, there was, <laughs> I remember reading a lot of, you know, people getting stabbed and killed because, you know, crime and violence sure. still happens. But that's what people don't want to look at. It's, it's that knee jerk reaction. You got to do something. So again, Joey, well, we don't need the caliber. And then the other one is the, High capacity magazines. Well, nobody yes. needs. And he mentioned a 30 round right. magazine. And I mentioned this on Unrelenting the other day. And Billy Bones was like, thank you for bringing this up because nobody does, which is the fact that changing magazines for people that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're limited to a 10 round magazine, you can clip 50 of those onto your belt. Yeah. And people that are proficient, can change a magazine in under a second. Sure. So, but you know, it's, it's always incremental with this shit. I mean, the anti-self-defense lobby, they know this, but it's just, you know, one piece at a time, they're going to just keep pick, pick, picking away until it's, it's done. I mean, that's, that's their intent. That's, that's been their play for decades now. I loved, there was a tweet from cackling Hillary, who was the pre cackler before cackling Kamala. I love that name. <laughs> and her tweet was, there is no reason anybody needs AR-15s. 
And Dan Bongino responded with, and he, for those who don't know, Dan Bongino was, before he was a radio and television personality, he was a Secret Service agent yes. who protected Bill Clinton. And his answer was, we protected your husband with them. Yeah. Like, so right there, Hilly. Well, there's no reason anybody would need one of these guns. And it's like the Secret right. Service guy's like, well, we used them. Yeah, but they're special. Very Their special. lives count more than ours. It's that simple. And they know that. They're, our lead. they're elected officials, elected official leaders. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've, they've, you know, again, you've pointed this out multiple times, how the verbiage has changed from, you know, civil servant to elected officials to, yeah. uh, you know, it's moving closer to God, which is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Any second. It'll be the, you know, you know what? They'll be ripping off uh, no agenda. It'll be the peerage. There'll be dukes and dolphins <laughs> and barons and baronets and, you know, right up to the fucking emperor. That's where it's going. That's where it is, really. I mean, you saw the cover of New York Magazine with, you know, a fucking, just a big uh, love fest to that living mummy, Feinstein, who's now been warming a seat in the Senate for something like 52 fucking years. It's sick. That's a monarchy. That is not a democracy by anyone's definition. Well, especially since it seems like she's been unable to do her job for about the last 10. Yeah. Which, again, you know, she would never do this. She's an idiot. She, she was responsible for... Um, several deaths back at the time of the Night Stalker when she, uh, in, you know, for political leverage, she revealed some uh, some some things about him. I think it was the, the the soles of his sneakers that the cops had figured out. This is the fuck that's doing this. Right. And she said, we've got the soles of your sneakers. We're going to find you. Well, guess what? He changed his fucking <laughs> shoes and killed three more people. That bitch should be jailed. Oh, still, that is the okay? epitome of that's stupidity. Yeah, she's a fucking moron and always was. Well, that's what you usually get with politicians. Yes, correct. Career politicians. Yes. You know, the people that just, you know, phase in and out. There was never the whole career politician is antithetical to the American system. But there it is. Nobody should ever have more than two terms in any fucking political job ever. Right. If you keep moving up, you get to keep going. That's the game. And mm -hmm. once you get to president, you're done after two terms. Yeah. She so can start wherever you are but anybody that looks at the bank accounts of people like <laughs> the pelosi's and the biden's and uh, and goes well wait how did these civil servants make millions of dollars it's like uh, if you can't connect those dots i can't help you mm, right but this yep. guy has he has some more rant let's let's let him hear go more a yeah, bit yeah. longer here came down to it the first marine who was a decent shot would probably take me out the point is that they would have to take me out, but I will go down swinging. And most people are tired of saying that what happened is an absolute tragedy. When you hear the details of what actually happened in Texas, it's pretty tough to imagine. Even if I thought that abolishing the Second Amendment would somehow stop all school shootings, I still wouldn't do it because I'm not some emotional single-issue voter. You can't just look at single issues in a vacuum. You have to look at them with respect to everything else. There are more kids die every year sniffing fentanyl than being shot by an AR-15, but you'll fight to keep that southern border open. Now, that was a really good point true putting things in perspective mm -hmm. which uh, i believe has been mentioned on i don't remember what show it was i remember talking about how many kids die in car accidents because of distracted driving mainly because of oh. the phones yeah. nobody's saying get the phones out of the kids hands no no because everybody's doing that but sure. it's killing kids phones are killing kids at a higher rate Absolutely than guns true. correct yes 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 and drugs, definitely a bigger problem yeah. 
Zen guns. But no, that's inconvenient because we can't fix that part. We can't just say we're going to go get your drugs. I mean, try that. That would be good. No, they're giving drugs. Look at the way the fucking laws are configured. I mean, people, you you drive drunk in most states in California. I mean, it's a big fucking deal. You're going to do, you know, the, the boom, your license is gone. This is going to cost you 20000 in legal fees. Um, they fucking spank drug drivers hard, as they should. But the, this, the end result of texting while driving is fucking identical. And it's a slap on a wrist. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Why? Because, well, gee, how big do you think that? How big is a phone lobby? including Apple and Samsung. I mean, it's just gargantuan. Second only to, I'm sure, the, the pharmaceutical one. So you're not going to hear bad, bad about fucktards driving while texting. Right. And it's again, every one of these issues comes down to the same thing with me, which is if you would prosecute the people doing the thing that's against the law to the fullest extent of the law, mm-hmm. more people would comply. Not everybody. Yes, correct. But if your average citizen knew, oh, if I am caught texting and I get into yeah. an accident, I'm going to jail for 10 years minimum. I well, bet you nobody texts and drives ever again. Texts. You, sir, correct. As Ed McMahon used to tell Johnny, you, sir, correct. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hi, oh. Americans die at the hands of illegal immigrants, but you'll fight to keep that southern border open. So are you really about saving lives or is it just about disarming your political opposition? After JFK, we beefed up security for politicians. After 9-11, we beefed up security at airports. All these tragedies throughout history, and we beef up the security at the places where they occur. Except for schools. There are 380,000 unemployed veterans in the United States. Most of them are working age, but a lot of them have problems because they feel like they don't have a place in society. They don't feel like they have support, and they don't feel like they have a purpose. So maybe instead of sending $40 billion to fund a war on the other side of the world, or spending more money so that children can learn about their teachers' kinks, we could instead put two veterans that are already well-trained in every school that would happily lay down their lives to protect those kids. To me, and for the people, and for the veterans, and for the children, that sounds like a win-win. And to all the fucking British people out there, we don't give a damn what you guys got going on in England. Not one single damn. Gave up <laughs> you hear that, Griff? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. Yeah, fucking listen to that. <laughs> we don't care what you got going on over there. You want to somebody send Gwiff an AR-15. The government hasn't turned on you. Wow. That's because you're a domino and we are the first domino. American right wingers are the only thing keeping the entire world in check. Maybe you can discuss that over your next tea and biscuits. I forgot to mention all the people saying this is a Republican problem because they're all in the back pockets of the gun lobby. First of all, the gun lobby's broke. And second, all those people crying about the gun lobby won't say a word about what Big Pharma is doing to young people in America. So to all the anti-gun people, you're a liar and a coward and you don't actually care about children. And to the few real men left out there in Western society, stay hard. Stay hard, man. Stay hard, baby. You think hey. Griff is having a tea and biscuits as we speak? <clears throat> no, some, something tells me Griff's not in that, in that category. Not a tea and yeah. biscuits kind of guy? No. I think he's probably like a pint and some darts and then maybe a rugby scrum or something. Yeah, that makes more sense. Right. But I'm just guessing. I don't know. But that was, I thought, a really good clip overall. From, yeah, uh, it was a great clip. He, he he had a vocal sound very similar to um, is it Sir Seat Sitter, the abs in a six? Yeah, right. When he when he speaks, very little similar. Bit, yeah, got that delivery, little southern bit right? going on. Yeah, 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 and the cadence very similar. Yeah, it's like you got to yeah. look at things logically, and I liked what he pointed out, saying that I don't vote in a vacuum, and you have to understand mm-hmm. what making these other laws will do. 
and how it will affect other things and why we have the right to bear arms in the United States in the first place, which, as he said, not to hunt, not just for self-protection, but it is to protect the country from an out of control government. Yeah, but the the left votes always based on feelings and the right votes on facts. That's the difference. I mean, you just read all the shit. I had to laugh like when when uh, the Joey thing, how many times you see people posting tweets and Facebook, wherever, you know, I feel I feel like Joe Biden is a de- I feel he's a decent man. I feel this. Fuck. And as you know, Milo said, and I use as a soundbite in some of my shows, fuck your feelings. <laughs> yes. Fuck your feelings. You know, feelings, feelings mean jack shit. Nobody cares about your feelings, but that's how they vote. Well, this is why there is the assault on everything, including comedy and free speech, because you we don't care. It, it makes us feel bad. So we're going to take your rights away. We don't like what you're saying. Right. So we're going to take your rights Mm -hmm. away. And we think that is uh, the way to go about it. But, you know, I wanted to clip this uh, show I listened to. And uh, I thought this was an important point that we could discuss. You may recognize the voice here. Okay. In the rational, intelligent mind, that joke should trip a wire that tells us, okay, this is fucking sick. But it's not meant to be real. It's to shock and unsettle. And it does. That was. Shut that guy the fuck up. (laughs) Who is that idiot? Hey, that is Larry from that Larry show. (laughs) The whole it's not meant to be real. That was that pointed out something that I have never heard pointed out in any of these arguments recently, including the stuff where, you know, the 10 year old was dragged into jail for texting his friend that was a great show you did by the way and you brought you you raised some fantastic points well there's a lot of points that nobody is really exploring and asking how this stuff is allowed to happen Mm -hmm. and things don't have to be real now i understand if you have a disturbed kid who is writing i'm going to shoot up my school i'm going to shoot up my school well maybe you want somebody to look at him and you may want to have you know a doctor kind of uh look at him and see what's going on here. But, mm-hmm. you know, although Stephen King's also a little bit scary, uh, there's nothing wrong with people creating and doing creative writing and, you know, movies and saying crazy stuff to get specifically just to get a specific reaction sure, from people. But this is where this is all being shut down because Oh, no, you saying that or you writing that is making me feel uncomfortable. The parents at that 10 year old kid's school like, "Ooh, I'm kind of afraid to send my children to school now. It's like you people are nuts. Yeah. The knee jerk reaction on because, oh, a 10 year old uh, texted something. Yeah. And I added on to that, which is something I didn't have when I recorded the random thoughts. But I think I brought it up on unrelenting. Right. That's what you have to listen to all the shows. Um, the texts that said here i screwed somebody and then the picture of the money and then here's what i bought and the picture of the guns followed by excited for water day which is the last day of the school year where they do fun stuff with water i guess none of those articles that i read and i bitched because i had to read like 20 just to get this information well the 21st which was updated a couple of days after that pointed out that there was some period of time 
between the photo of the guns and the text that said excited for water day. Uh, yeah. See? Yeah. Which also means it could have just been the start of another conversation. It had nothing to do with the picture Absolutely. of the guns, but they're holding yeah. that kid for 21 days, a 10 year old. Yeah. See? Yeah. See that. But that's, that's the new media, right? That's the internet, uh, you know, bullshit factory where, where details don't matter. And again, what does that do? It goes right to the feelings. Oh, get that lock him the fuck up. You know, yeah, it's a hell of a stretch to say that that was any kind of a direct threat. And to, to, to Put that kid in a cooler for 21 days. Hey, how about you send a fucking cop out there and sit him down and interview him, talk to him, say, why'd you do this, Bubba, et cetera. But now it's, we're going to make an example of everyone, right? So because everything is, you guess, say is meant to be intent. real. Everything has everything to be taken literally. You have to be afraid. Yeah. You can't use conjecture. You can't use metaphor. No. Because now anything right. you say will be like, well, wait, you didn't literally mean you were going to a shove a flaming pig's head up my ass? I mean, that, <laughs> that seemed like I might have to borrow that. I like that. A flaming pig's head. <laughs> but I did. I mean, the reason I really wanted this clip was um, was for yeah. the end here. Sure. If comedy is written to never offend, then there is no comedy, which is about where we are right now. By the way, Howard Stern has turned into a prune faced Vax Nazi PC bitch. That was <laughs> I mean, I laughed out loud at that well, one thank you i'm glad you did i mean i was never yeah. a howard stern fan so it makes it easier um, yeah but even somebody who hasn't followed howard closely as you go on to point out in a very excellent episode of that larry show he has changed drastically oh. yeah and that always yeah. concerns me i mean i understand people get older and you usually get a little bit more conservative as you get older it's like howard is just going all lib at uh at the wrong yeah. time and it doesn't make sense yeah um i mean i remember him right from the start um you know as a kid in new york when he came up with don imus and i you know i did a show i, I spent a day with don imus who was a fucking cool dude really good guy and uh, he hated uh, he hated don howard did and kind of rode him mercilessly um but don was a far more talented person what howard was very adept at was surrounding himself with some some really smart hires you know first of all robin quivers was a built-in laugh track and his you know what he did was she provided a colgate invisible shield of protection against all uh, uh, uh accusations that could be thrown at him at the time because she was a black female so no matter what the fuck he said, how offensive it was, it was like, hey, here's this chick. She's laughing. It's good with her. What's your fucking problem? Brilliant move. Right? Yeah, which it really that doesn't move. work now. Doesn't work anymore, but it did then. And then um, the, the true genius of that show was Fred Norris. I mean, I haven't listened since he went to Sirius. I'm not going to pay for Howard. Um, but Fred Norris was that guy was a fucking comic genius. And I think he held up so much. And then, of course, he had, you know, Jackie Martling and and uh, Artie Lang. You know, he was really he made some real smart hires. And from what I understand, um, he like he rat fucked uh, Stuttering John. I think, you know, Stuttering John was with him a long time. Uh, and I think he was paying him some like bullshit money uh, at the time he was working. He's making I don't know, some ridiculous amount, like 25, 30 grand a year for, you know, Howard was knocking down millions and millions. And he was just giving chump change to these to these side men. You know, it's kind of, Howard's an asshole. <laughs> that is yeah, what that is. kind of comes across. Yeah. 
You have yeah. 30 grand. So, you can't live in New York on 30 grand. No, no, even even then, even back in the 80s, I mean, it was, nobody could get by on that. No. Yeah. Even if you're remote in the middle of Iowa, I don't think you can get a boy yeah. on uh, 30 grand. Yeah. And, and and Jackie Martin was the same thing when Jackie wanted to raise. Uh, I don't know what the amount was. Maybe it was maybe it was exorbitant. I don't know. But but Howard just fucking cut him loose after many, many years. Um, you know, Howard was, Howard was a, a strong, str- a very strong spoke in the wheel of the Howard Stern show. And Howard just summarily fucking canned him. So, well, when you go from anti-establishment to uh, so pro-establishment again, it's yeah. kind of. It's kind of strange. Well, the best thing, the best description I heard uh, back at the time when he became, uh, you know, he was really coming on strong was Howard Stern brings fifth grade to radio. Right. And that's kind of what it was. It was like, you know, hijinks of kids of that that, uh, vintage. And it was pretty funny stuff. Um, And now, as I said, he's basically become a Joy Behar clone. Yeah. I mean, when we were growing up, it was you were doing the Howard Stern type bits. You were doing the Dice Clay rap. You were doing all right. those kind of jokes. I wonder what kids today when they're I mean, God forbid they do it on uh, social media where they'll obviously get arrested. But I wonder yeah. if, you know, kids those yeah. age, uh, that age when they're just by themselves, not recording it sure. for the social medias, you know, if there is any of that or if this is now just so unimaginative and so like oh we can't say anything we can't we can't dare cross those lines sure well you know everybody's thrown off every it's now become the literal sense of everything i think it was at cardinal richelieu some some uh, late middle ages prick had a great quotation he said give me six words any man has said and i'll find enough in there to hang him okay (laughs) true um Okay, and a few weeks ago, I was uh, in Facebook jail because I commented uh, somebody should nuke Silicon Valley, right? And boom, that's well, again, you're up. Literal. Yeah. See, this is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, I got, I got a fucking nuke in my wallet. And I, you know, I mean, these these people are assholes, but that's the way they operate, and that's that's where we are now. Um, there's no because they're too stupid to understand nuance or subtlety, whatever. Well, you said that. You said you want to nuke them. Right. That's that's the mindset of these fucking imbeciles. <laughs> right. Rather than going, gee, let's see, he's uh, yeah. he, what he really means is they should break up Silicon Valley because it's a horrible place. No, I meant they should nuke. So, uh, <laughs> OK, so, OK, so you really were calling for actual yeah. nukes to be dropped on. Yeah, uh, but I don't have the power to do that. So what good is that statement? You know what I mean? If I was if I was if I was you know, like, uh, you know, Vlad Putin, well, maybe I'd take that seriously. You're the fucking kook in North Korea. OK, um, but I, I don't have any nukes. So what does that mean? It's just it's just silly. Yeah, but right? Facebook obviously thinks maybe you could pick up the phone and you can and call, call Vlad. Vlad and Vlad, be like, please. Do me a favor. (laughs) You have an extra nuke. We can just uh, we can just plop down on Silicon Valley. Uh, Maybe that's what they think. The the scary part of speaking of Vlad, you know, not to go too far off the rails on the Ukraine thing. The uh, the fact that the United States is sending longer range missiles now and the the UK is. I'm so glad you brought this up. They're asking for this to go really really badly of course they are and the best is but listen no like the hall monitor but don't don't shoot them into russia they're just short they're long range but not that long range i mean get the fuck out of here how idiotic is that 
Yeah, it's we're incredible. giving them long-range missiles, but they promise not to shoot them into they Russia. Promise. That's right, and they'll be they'll abide by that because yeah, the sure. Ukrainians—they're really—you you take them at their word. Everybody, nobody, nobody lies, lie. right? Nobody, li- nobody lies. No one. But that's where this this is a. Uh, you know, I heard that. I heard that, Darren. I thought, you know, if I was Vlad, I'd be tempted to fucking nuke America. I really would. I mean, come on. Really, and I mean, as much as they hate we're to say it, maybe rightfully so, because they're exactly providing yeah. the arms. Yes, I mean, if you're fucking handing people weapons with which to destroy you, I mean, what the fuck? I'm, it's it's un, it's mind boggling. Yes, you are involved. There was a story of a at a memorial day, yeah, barbecue, I think it was that some thirty something year old chick slapped some forty year old guy, and then he started punching her and she gave her 10 year old a bag that had a gun in it and the 10 year old shot the guy really now this is this is very similar to what's going on in the u.s and russia and ukraine Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like the united states is handing ukraine the gun going okay shoot him you know it's it's a very similar thing and they arrested the mother in that case for giving the the kid shoot did the kid shoot the guy dead I don't recall if he died okay. or was just shot. All right. He may have so been. They arrest, I'm sorry. They arrested the mom. Yes. Good. You know, probably rightfully so. But it's like, again, this is where the details of these things are important. And you can't just keep giving one side more and more weapons and ways to fight and go. Yeah, but we're not involved. No. Right. It's like you either have to let them fight their own battle or you have to admit that you're involved. Mm. and then you can't really act surprised when the uh the big bear that is russia goes mm, you guys are you're involved we, we, sure. we're gonna take we're gonna take defensive maneuvers it's like no it's just mm. defense it's not yeah. offense no don't worry mm. i mean they want to stop the uh the weapons from coming in it's a it's the very weirdest situation I've ever seen. I mean, there's always the fog of war. There's always questions about what is going on in sure. any of these types of things. But the news on this can't seem to agree whether Russia is getting their asses kicked or whether the uh, you know Ukraine really needs help. You know, isn't that interesting? It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, the most of them, the the legacy media paints it as if Ukraine is kicking the shit out of, out of Russia, and then you got this Doug McGregor guy who's frequently quoted with Adam and uh, or clipped rather with Adam and John, and he's saying, no, that's not the case at all. Russia is cleaning Ukraine's clock. So I, you know, who's correct? I don't fucking know. Yeah, we're not there. We don't have the uh, the ability to uh, no. see through all the bullshit. You just have to question. And try to get the best information that you can. But it is. It's uh yeah. it's a hard thing to figure out. Now you had a clip from Bronx Tina, which I know is gonna be good. It always <laughs> she is. Always, and I, she always delivers. The same clip still shows up every now and then at the top of my Twitter feed, which is <laughs> it's just so very bizarre. It's like Twitter really wants me to keep seeing that clip over yeah. and over and over but does this one need any setup here no no you know <laughs> tina's always a standalone act she doesn't yeah. need anybody to let you know what's coming yeah. you know what's coming yeah 
So you notice the trend going, body? Democrats, maybe even some Republicans, okay? Because you know what? The rhinos, got the rhinos. They want us weak. They want us unarmed. They want complete control of us. That's what they want. They're not going to help us with inflation or the gas prices because they want us all to depend on the government. That's what they're running on. Okay? Well, she's right there because soon she's, you're going to need a right. gun to get bread. She's, she's dead right. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's that's the problem. Right. We know what's yeah. coming. You know, when it's a dollar per slice of bread and a dollar per egg. Well, yes. Well, gas, gas has now exceeded 10 bucks a gallon in parts of California. Okay. That's a fact. And uh, you look at Joey's quote from a couple of weeks ago about how basically, you know, well, this is, you know, this, it's painful now, but this is good because, you know, well, we're going to get off fossil fuels. In the meantime, everybody's going to be fucking broke and unemployed, um, but we're going to get off fossil fuels. Okay. So, you know, that's his, that's his intent. He doesn't give a fuck about the price of gas and he never will. No, it's all about the Green New Deal, too. It's not about what they're telling you it's about. It's using a crisis. Right. To change things, uh, mm-hmm. NetNed in the troll room, which is available when we do this show live at noon on Mondays, noagendastream.com or trollroom.io said, I would like to see Bronx Tina box Howard Stern. I mean, I'd pay. Oh, she, she'd kick his ass. <laughs> one round. Is that it? Like, oh, yeah, she'd fold him up like a cheap umbrella. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's big, so he's, he's got the reach. He might be able to avoid a few, but uh, he's, he's six five. He weighs about 130. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You can blow so, them over with, uh, yeah, with a big enough fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's socialism one hundred and one, and it needs to stop. Republicans need to fight back. Okay, America First candidates need to be voted in because something has to turn around for us. We're going to lose our country because of all these fucking motherfucking Democrats. And I've had it. If you're not angry. If you're not angry and you still support Biden, there's something wrong with you. Okay? Have a great weekend, motherfuckers. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, every, I mean, what's not to like? Yeah. Who's the motherfuckers? Us on her side or the enemy? It doesn't matter. Both. Everybody. It's Tina. You're right, everybody. <laughs> the world. Anybody no. not her. That's that. That's the group right there. That's it, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I, it's, it's the chick, she spits out those uh, Anglo-Saxonisms with, so, with such vituperative. She's, she's awesome. She's a national treasure. She really is. And she's absolutely... <laughs> correct in the fact that questioning who these people are because you still see polling come out where you know it's like still 20 percent or so who do you think the uh, united states economy is in good shape and you know 20 percent are like yep it's like who are those 20 percent yeah who is the economy good for right who is they're imbeciles they're imbeciles in their ideologues and if musk is right a lot of them are fucking bots well, on Twitter, there's no question. And which is yeah. also the biggest issue. And I think we've, uh, you know, hit that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. This is why you really shouldn't argue with people on Twitter, because it's a really good chance if you don't know them in real life. Right. That it is either a bot or it's somebody in a farm in uh, India that's being paid three dollars an hour just to argue yes. with people. Yes. And it does raise the question of how people use their time and how the, Mm. the internet and social media negatively impacts people because uh, 
they are, you know, a lot of people attached to their phones that if they don't have it with them at all times, mm. you know, they, they feel that, uh, you know, they're like an addict who hasn't had a fix. They're like, Oh, I'm, I'm there's something wrong. I need to, I need to see maybe somebody uh, messaged me. Maybe I'm missing some news. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. And more and more people need to just go through a digital detox. Even if you don't think you need one, go through a digital detox and just see if you feel better. There's a lot of people, you know, who like not sleeping now. I mean, there are some people who have issues. I know you deal with it now and then with, uh, you know, not being able to sleep well. Sure. But there's a lot of people I think that could be cured with the insomnia just by not paying attention to the world for a while. Oh, you're so right. Digital detox is a great phrase and it's, it's, an, it's a necessity. I agree. Yeah. You know, and back when the internet didn't exist, when there was a school shooting and it's like, that's, it's tragic that children are dying. But when there was a school shooting, mm. you saw it in the newspaper one day, maybe two, and then it was gone. Yeah. You know, the world moved on. It didn't focus like it does now. I mean, we thought yeah. it was bad when, uh, what was the first, was it CNN? The first news it was, uh, the, uh, Ted Turner, whichever he started CNN, yes, right? CNN. Yes, and, uh, when this went 24 seven with CNN and Fox news and MSNBC and the people were pointing to that, well, this is toxic because it's, it's the news 24, it's four seven. That's not good. Mm. Well, at least the people couldn't talk back and give their own bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we yeah. are right here on this podcast, but yeah. you couldn't easily do that. So the world was also a much calmer place. I mean, the fact that you can now just spew whatever you want and whether people want to hear it or not, just like us doing this podcast, uh, yeah. we, what you learn is that a lot of people really don't know what's going on. And that is the scary part for me. They don't know, but they're making very strong emotional opinions on things mm-hmm. without looking for the details and trying to understand what's going on behind it. All they hear is, oh, guns, shot kids, got to get rid of guns. Sure. Maybe it should, we should rename it from the legacy media to the trigger media, because that's really all they want to do. Oh, yeah. Trigger people, right? It is all about emotional bias yeah. and realizing how much easier it is to convince somebody of your side, what you want done. The easiest right. way to do that is not by providing facts. It's not by laying out point no. by point of actual data. It's to get them emotionally involved. Sure. And the beauty of that is you can lie all you want to get them emotionally involved. Once you got them emotionally involved, you yeah. got them. Oh yeah. You know, I remember a great story. I mean, magazines used to be great because they were long form information, you know, true journalism and now everything's 240 characters. Right. Right. And I was as fascinated as anybody else would be by, uh, uh, that was that town in, uh, in New Mexico where they said, a you know, spaceship crash landed from Venus. Roswell. Shit. Roswell. Thank you. The whole Roswell thing. And, and, and you know, I'm sure you recall, everybody heard this, that there was a fucking, you know, little green man on a, in a slab in a freezer and they found chunks of the <laughs> shit and they, they reverse engineered stuff. That's where we have computers, so all this fucking crap. And, you know, some of it sounded as a top line kind of plausible. And then I think it was on the something and maybe it was the 50th anniversary of the Roswell thing. Time magazine did a real deep dive into the whole the whole story, you know, and it went on for probably seven or eight pages. It was exhaustive. (laughs) 
And after having read that, I realized, yeah, it was complete bullshit. It was a, well, not bullshit. It was just, you know, how, how legends like the game of telephone, how information gets distorted as it's passed from ear to ear, you know, and it was a fucking weather balloon. And there were a couple of other incidents that happened and somehow this whole legends cropped up and now it's a business. I've never been to Roswell, but I hear it's a, you know, there's motels dedicated to it and restaurants and all this shit. Um, But it was very clear to see that that's what it was. You know, when, when you got into the details, it was pretty undeniable. But well, yeah, once you get people involved, that whole uh, telephone thing yeah. was really interesting. I remember doing that in yes. school, right? Where you have a class of 30 or 40 people. The teacher gives the first kid a short sentence, you know, a short yeah. message and says, well, you pass it on to the next guy, whisper it to him and on and on and on. And by the t- time it gets to the end of the room, it's usually nothing like it started. Nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's what the internet does now. Oh, I heard yeah. this. I saw this. I heard this. Right. And people run with it because mm-hmm. they believe everything they see is reality. It's not. They believe everything they hear is reality. It's not. And yeah. you're right. The attention span has oh. really oh. taken a hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this this concept, which is, I mean, I hate TikTok for a variety of reasons, but one of them is the fact that it's such short form that's like there's no substance there no twitter pushing the short form stuff yeah. it's uh it's detrimental i think because really all you get to do is remove the details and try to get the emotional bomb sure and that leaves out so much information it's not good which is why i think podcasting is one of the last bastions of journalism from you know people who don't have a radio station or they don't have cnn behind them right and anybody can do it but most podcasts go on and on often too long but i appreciate that because at least you know you're getting more details and it's not which is something i noticed even as a kid with the nightly news which was about 20 minutes you figure try to get Mm -hmm. all of the news you know, it's not like it was my little town here in the suburbs that we're in. It's like, this is Chicago trying yeah. to give you all of the news for Chicago and all of the suburbs in like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it comes down to, again, you miss all of the details. You're getting a headline mm-hmm. and then you're left with it, which is, you know, I hope people listen to podcasts and I hope they listen to us to, um, yes, to get decompressed at the start mm-hmm. of oh, every week. But we do have some people to thank. Oh, for today's show because we are a value for value podcast we put the shows out there they're not behind a paywall you get to decide how much value to put on them and we get it value is drastically changing in the joe biden era the joey era and that means if you can't put a number on it right now and get it to us support the show by telling a friend about the show I mean, as much as I hate to say it, tweeting about the show, Instagramming TikTok about the show. I mean, just because we hate TikTok and Instagram doesn't mean you can't use it to annoy people and tell them about the show. Yes. Or leave five star <laughs> reviews or one. It doesn't really even matter. It could be a one star review. Just leave reviews because the more reviews people are like, wow, people are listening to this. Yes. And the best promotion is still word of mouth. Tell your friends, send them a link. Say, hey, listen to this. That's what really works. You're like, listen to these crazy guys. Uh, Gene assured me, Gene Neftuliev from the Unrelenting show that I do, that he is Uh buying a subwoofer in the hopes that he could listen to the show and understand us because we all just have too much bass in our voice. I'm like, it's just (laughs) natural, Gene. I mean, I don't know. 
he he has a little too less, so maybe it'll help. I don't know. But coming in with no note, but at ten dollars, right. Loretta Vandenberg, who already we talked about, provided us with that clip, which was a good yes. clip, and I appreciate that because when Thank other people you, do the work, that's less Great work for clip. me. Great clip. Thank you. Our buddy Brian Janak, <laughs> you know Brian, up in Brian. Uh, the beautiful cheese land of Wisconsin. If I'm not uh, misremembering here, he comes in mm-hmm. with ten bucks, and I saw his father passed away. Was sorry Thank to you, see Brian. that. It's rough, you know, yes. and it's uh, it's That's never easy. It doesn't time. really matter yeah. how old it is. Never easy. So we're thinking about him there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Seifert came in with five dollars, which I believe is on a monthly donation. Now that is appreciated. And then, Thank of you, course, Kevin. a boostergram from CSB uh, that he would, he does. I do, Darren, you do not read Larry Reed because you suck. I think that's basically what uh, what he said, but that's okay. I get it. Larry's a professional, allegedly, right? Here is CSB's boostergram. All right, here we go. This time, something different. I'd like to invite you and your listeners to listen to another podcast by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent Smash Cast that he is doing with DC Girl. Topic of that podcast is art, the art of lovemaking. Just search in your podcast app for Smashcast without space in the middle. Yo. Very nicely done. Thank you. Verbatim. Cold read. DC so, Girls Smashcast was originally featuring Bishop, but I mean, that guy sucked. So, I mean, Gwiff, what an upgrade. Gwiff, baby. Huge upgrade. <laughs> and just kidding, Bishop. Uh, anytime Gwiff just has the voice, it's been, I don't know if CSB's feeding him his lines on this show as well. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing probably not, Yeah, but there is something about people still hear that English accent and it's like, well, they just sound so much smarter. Oh, absolutely. You are so correct. You, you know, people should realize if you want to get ahead in the United States, cultivate a, a British accent because people automatically assume you are you are urbane and sophisticated and smarter than the average mug. It's true. Let's see. How would you do a British accent and be like, fuck out of here, motherfuckers? I, it's hard. How would you how would you do the Bronx Tina? Somebody if, if Gwiff, if you could take that Bronx Tina, just that fuck yeah. out motherfuckers and just re-record that. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> if, you could, if you could just take some random Bronx Tina. That'd be funny. In your yeah. voice, I think that would be great. It would be great. That would be fantastic. And ambitious. <laughs> Send in a boostergram. 630, 663 sats says spank Billy's third. Whatever that means. I don't know. What does that mean? I don't want to know. Yeah, but we are now, as I said, <laughs> podcasting 2.0 compliant. If you're using one of those yeah. apps, if you listen live, if you like something, you can mm-hmm. boost. If you want to send us a boostergram, which is a little text message, you can do that. It's all part of the whole podcasting 2.0 thing. And you can go to newpodcastapps.com or in the vein of Smashcast, you can go to nudepodcastapps.com. They both take you to the same place. People <laughs> with a sense of humor. And uh, there's no question about that. Hey, um, NetNed, Bronx Boxing Tina Boost, 2,222 sets. <laughs> now, if you can make that one happen, NetNed, we would definitely tune in. Oh, God, yeah. To Bronx yeah. Tina boxing. Well, pretty much anybody. Yeah. But I'd also like to, uh, they don't even have to box. 
I, I just think her debating Howard Stern would be quite entertaining. Yeah, and if they do, if they do, um, you know, decide to put on the gloves, I want to be the ring girl holding up the round placards. <laughs> you want to? You, you wanna, can ref. How about that? You're big. You, you know, you you get in the middle of them and referee. Yeah, right you want to be close into there, and you want to yeah. be able to. You want to be able to feel it when she right. lands a boom, boom. punch on good old Howard. <laughs> I mean, he's like a senior citizen, though. Now, do we want to do we feel sorry for him? You know, like you I don't. Of, I don't feel sorry for anybody worth half a billion dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. it. There's no. that the cutoff. Like, no. yeah, once that's you have it. that much money, yeah, you're kind of on your own. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't blame you there. Yeah, but if you want to help support the show, and we hope you do, go to planetrage.show, and uh, all the information is there. And we always appreciate CSB for coming in with his boostergrams, like yes. every show now for a long, long time. So, I mean, yes. I thought, I don't think I'd ever thought I would say this, but be like CSB, <laughs> be like there CSB. There is a, uh, which I believe this is from uh, South Park did a like movie, little special about mm. all of the streaming services. It was like streaming wars, which, mm. I mean, I think this kind of hits a nerve because there are so many of them out there now, yeah. just like I've been watching the NASCAR races. So I've been getting that on my Roku with the mm-hmm. Fox sports app, which is great because my parents have Fox sports, so I don't even have to pay. I just use their login cool. and there it is. Um, but the second half of the season's on NBC. So now I'm like, well, now I have to go figure out how to watch it live on whatever NBC has out there. And it's a royal pain when you can't figure out like where to find stuff. It was mm. so much easier when it was like Netflix and Hulu and that was it. Yeah. But now that there's Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus and there's Peacock and then there's HBO backs and Showtime. Fabulous. It's like, if you actually have subscribed to all of those, you're broke. Yes. Crazy. Right. Yeah. But my favorite South park character butters he takes that on right here. And I always love when these characters get a little foul. Ah, they don't give a fuck, Kyle. Well, they're going to take everything they can get. Everyone knows at the end of the day, there's only going to be like three streaming services. So they're like, everyone just wants to have their shit on their stream and get bought out. You know, and they don't give a fuck how good anything is. Well, and the people who made all the deals, well, they don't give a fuck because they're all going to get fired anyway. You know, and everyone working at this streaming service is now working over at that streaming service. No one gives a shit about what fucking goes on in it. Butters, I, I think you've had too many popsicles. Um, you know, when I'm listening to this, and I'll play this again if you need it for uh, for confirmation. But speaking of people that sound like Sir Seat Sitter. Ah, they don't give a fuck, Kyle. Well, they're going to take everything they can get. Everyone knows at the end of the day, there's only going to be like three streaming services. So they're like, everyone just wants to have their shit on their stream and get bought out. I mean, a little bit higher, but I mean, that really, that's the delivery of Sir Seatsitter, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. I like that. If we slowed yeah. that down and brought the, uh, if we brought the uh, level of the, uh, you know, the voice down a little. Yeah. If we dropped that an octave or two, that could be Sir Seatsitter. He could it be butter. Be. Yeah. <laughs> not sure but that hey whatever works but whatever I, works yeah and I, I did i loved the uh the episode about johnny cash i did not know oh, thank you that he uh plagiarized that song but i guess it makes sense he's a he's a criminal he's a horrible guy <laughs> <laughs> like johnny. this is the, in the early days you know this is another thing that the internet has made 
vastly different, which is yes. you now have to deal with everybody that's ever uploaded an original song to YouTube mm-hmm. or wherever they upload it to. I mean, I should really just write 50,000 songs and then hope Taylor Swift's next hit sounds somewhat like one of mine. So you could be like, you, oh, you obviously yeah. heard this. Yes. But Johnny yeah. was a legend. No question. He was. Oh, he was the guy, the guy, you know, he falls into, into a unique category of musical entertainers. And that is, he was really mostly, he was a persona, you know what I mean? He was a personality and like the music was kind of a bolt on really, if you think about it and uh, people loved him. They really did. Well, he was the everyman, and that's it. The, yeah. and his voice actually got more interesting. You know, he yeah. never had the range, but those last group of albums that he did yeah. with Rick Rubin, where he covered stuff like Depeche Mode's oh, Personal yeah. Jesus and uh, Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails Hurt. Yeah. I mean, it was some of the most authentic sounding music. That was powerful stuff. Yeah, because it's like he he had that. It's like, but it was because he wasn't the the great singer that is hitting yeah. note for note, and you know, like Michael Michael Bublé would be somebody like that. He could really <laughs> right. sing, yeah, but doesn't bring the grit and doesn't bring sure. the emotion. Johnny was the most unslick performer out there, and I think that was the heart of his appeal, his charm. Right, you know, he's kind of here it is on the fly, and uh, yeah. Well, and as you said, the most popular photo of him is him flipping the bird. That says, yeah, that says everything. Sure. Sure. You know, you think of like Johnny Cash was like the, he was the anti Andy Williams, right? (laughs) Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. And he was, he was country because, you know, country music, a lot of the country guys were sort of leaning. They had, they had one toe in the Andy Williams pool. They had to be squeaky clean and humble and nice and so forth. And here's this fucking big dude who, you know, flips people a bird and plays prisons and, uh, and so forth. So yeah, that he, you know, he, he, he was very skilled at, you know, at crafting that image and giving people what they want. And, you know, man, it's, that's, I guess that's what it's all about. Really? And entertainment it is, no question. Yeah. You want to be memorable. Absolutely. And again, you know, like Howard picking the right side men, um, you know, Johnny's the Tennessee three, those guys with the boom, chicka boom kind of, you know, delivery on the telecasters and so forth. They were fucking killer backup, man. He was really smart to grab those guys. You know, it was, uh, yeah. Great musicians. And again, a voice. When you heard Johnny Cash, you knew it was Johnny Cash. Absolutely distinctive. No question. Yes. You know, in your episode, you also mentioned Merle Haggard, another guy, you know, immediately yeah. Willie, you know, Waylon, you know, immediately. Yeah. New country. You go, Ooh, is that um, right? Let me listen a few times. Maybe I can figure out who it is. Maybe because it's all been, we're kind of going full circle back to, you can't have any originality. You can't, no. you have to take things literally. It all has to, when they say you have to sound like this other guy who had a hit, they mean literally yeah. you have to sound literally. like them. Yeah. You know, you think about you know, Buck Owens and uh, some of those guys, you, you, they sang two notes and you knew who it was instantly. Yeah. Old country yeah. was some really oh, good stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Before it was ruined by the uh, bubblegum people in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what's coming up on random thoughts this week. Is there any, uh, any uh, <laughs> preview of that Larry show? 
Well, anybody who hasn't heard, I just let's say you should go back and listen to Darren's previous episode of Random Thoughts because uh, he really, he really, you know, did a deep dive and raised some fascinating points about some of those uh, news items. Most, most, most saliently, that one, that one about the cop arresting the ten-year-old for a alleged alleged terrorist threat. Um, so for mine, yeah, I what I you know I always reserve the re, reserve the right to uh, to switch as I frequently do, and I, I don't know if that pisses off people or disappoints them. But right now, <laughs> my, uh, who cares? my intent who cares? My intent is uh, it's kind of a fascinating thing about uh, how in 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 another age, the idea people things were built to last, and and part of the uh, selling proposition for many many products was the phrase lifetime guarantee right used to hear that attached to all kinds of stuff that's over everything is now disposable which is pretty interesting considering how many fucktards are screaming about sustainability right <laughs> right you know? um so i think so i'm where i'm going is it's not only are the products disposable now the people are as well which portends not good things for our culture well, yeah there's a lot at. that it's like it's a 90 day uh yeah. warranty on stuff now and it's yeah if it breaks it just yeah. buy another one yeah they don't make yeah. it like they used to no no question about it so everybody needs to listen to that larry show and if you're listening to this show you probably know about grumpy old ben's and if that's still yeah. not in your rss feed get that in there <laughs> I, i'm so it's such a kick man i'm so glad you and ryan are uh, back in the saddle that's very cool well, Very we are so good at marketing, we decided not to tell a single soul. I told Gene about it because I was talking to him like that day before. Uh, but it's like, don't tell anybody, just let it happen and see what yeah. happens. And, uh, you know, it works out the best that way. That's great. No marketing is the best marketing. Welcome to a podcaster's life. There you are. With that said, Larry and I will be back next week on Monday for a yes. whole new episode, a whole new journey mm. through this crazy world that we like to call planet rage until then have fun adios the u.s strikes back killing a member of the islamic state